Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host, Michael, and this is Beginner Tip 24, where we will discuss getting started with interval training. But first, big, big thank you to our sponsor, Precision Hydration. They make electrolyte products easy and they make it individualized, tailored to your individual needs based on how you sweat and how much sodium your sweat contains. And it is easy. You don't need to do any advanced testing to find out what your individual needs are. It's as easy as as filling in a quiz online on precisionhydration.com. And uh, there you can take their free online sweat test to find out roughly how much uh, sodium you lose and how much electrolytes you need to replace with to fulfill your electrolyte needs in training as well as in racing and uh, right now in Portugal the temperature is consistently above 30 degrees so I can tell you not a ride goes by that I do not have precision hydration in my bottles and not a run goes by that I don't rehydrate with precision hydration because plain water is not as good for rehydration as uh, some electrolyte uh, drink that contains the electrolytes that you lost in sweat as well. That's uh, another interesting fact that there's a lot of information on the Precision Hydration website about. But uh, you can take that sweat test, as I said, on precisionhydration.com. It's linked to you in the description. And you can get your first box or tube of electrolyte for free using the promo code DATTRIATHLONSHOW, all one word, all caps, at checkout. Alright, so before we get started with interval training, I want to mention a few related episodes. First, we have beginner tip number six, which is called slow and steady endurance training versus interval training. Then we have uh, that triathlon show episodes 128 to 129. That's a two-part interview with Paul Larson called uh, Interval Training Science and Application. And finally, we have episode 16, which is called The Great Debate, Intensity versus Volume. So those are some other related episodes, and I'll link to all of them in the episode description so that you can check them out after listening to this. All right, so let's start with the first question. Should you be doing intro training as a beginner? And uh, yeah, let's start with that question. The answer, in most cases, is a resounding yes. There are, however, a couple of situations when you need to be careful. And this is, uh, for example, if you're coming completely off the couch, getting started with uh, training, then definitely take a month or two to build into your training, just getting into a regular routine of doing easy aerobic endurance training in the three disciplines just to get your body used to the rigors of that training, because even that will be a big, big uh, load for it to take compared to just being on the couch. So you don't want to go straight into doing hard intervals. The second case where it's uh, worth being careful is if you have a, a history of injuries in one or more of the sports, then that's where intensity can be can trigger more injuries of the same kind or similar injuries related, maybe uh, compensation injuries. So you need to be careful. It doesn't mean that you should not do intervals. That's where having a coach really becomes invaluable to help guide that process. But let's just say that you've had a, a running injury and you've had knee problems for a few months and then you come back start with just easy run training for a while and uh, then add intervals later once you've done that easy training, built up that base again, just as in the case of coming completely off the couch. 
And finally, again, for running, if you're overweight, that's uh, another risk factor for injuries. So in some cases, depending on how much weight you want to lose, it might be worth just doing easy run training. You can do intervals on the swim and the bike, but stay easy on the run for a while while you're losing some weight, and that will make it a bit less riskful to do the interval training on the run. But for the other segment of, uh, of beginners, the ones that have been doing triathlon training in general for at least a couple of months or at least a month or two already, you haven't had any injury issues, then yes, it's time to start adding intervals to speed up the improvement. And that is the reason you want to be doing intervals. You will get that much fitter and it will happen that much faster compared to just doing normal steady state training. So uh, there you have it. You should be doing it for most of you. Uh, How do you get started? So let's look at the big picture of a training week first and how to incorporate interval workouts into that training week. Let's say that you do two workouts in each discipline per week. So you do two swims, two runs, and two bikes. My recommendation then would be to make one workout in each discipline an interval workout. And uh, the other workout in each discipline would be more of an endurance workout or maybe technique-focused workout. Especially in a discipline like the swim, that technique focus might be important for you. So to give you an example, it might look like the following. Monday, rest day. Tuesday, interval run. Wednesday, interval swim. Thursday, interval bike, Friday, technique-focused or maybe endurance-focused swim, Saturday, endurance run, a longer run, maybe with some technique work, drills at the end, and Sunday, an endurance ride, again, maybe with some technique work, uh, depending on your needs. So that's uh, a good good schedule, a good uh, framework for you to follow. How then do you structure the individual workouts, the individual intervals on... um, well, the the intro workouts on a workout level. So we need to first talk a little bit about intensity levels. Your normal bread and butter, go out for a run or go out for a bike, should be a low intensity endurance workout. And with the training zone system I use, these would be zones one and two, especially zone two. Then we have moderate intensity training where you are working quite hard. You're breathing a bit harder. It's getting a bit labored, but it's sustainable for some quite some time. And this is zone three. In some cases, even low zone four. But usually for beginners, it's just zone three. So let's call it zone three for simplicity here. And then high intensity is only sustainable for for a few minutes for most beginners. It's uh, zone 4 to zone 5. And zone 5 especially would only be sustainable for maybe 3 minutes or so. Zone 4 might be uh, 6, 7, 8, even 10 minutes. Depends a bit on how hard in zone 4 you go. But that gives you a rough idea of uh, the different intensities. But both of them are high intensity. So... And I want to caveat this, by the way, with that there is no one right answer to how to structure the interval workouts and your training progression with them. It depends. It's individual and uh, all of those things. And again, this is where having a coach to assess your individual needs becomes really, uh, really invaluable. But some general advice that I would give for most beginners is to start with those moderate intensity, zone-free, maybe low zone-four intervals at first. There are a few reasons for this. 
one, you can accumulate longer times at intensity and build fitness that way. You get a slightly larger training volume. So, so there's that added benefit. Two, this is a great type of interval to build muscular endurance as well as cardiovascular endurance. So it uh, gets your muscles used to working hard for quite some time as well, which is something that you don't get in the same way with high-intensity intervals, because then the interval duration is so short that you get a massive cardiovascular boost, but the mass- muscular endurance boost is uh, is not as big, because the, the time under tension, as uh, they say, is uh, simply not... Uh, not big enough for that. Number three, there's less risk of injury with uh, these moderate intensity intervals and especially on the run. And finally, they're slightly easier to execute correctly to get the pacing right and even to just mentally be able to push through them and uh, have a good workout. So I would advise most beginners to do maybe a month or so where you, you do moderate intensity intervals, zone 3 to load and zone 4, and you gradually progress the, uh, the difficulty level of these. So to give you an example, on the swim, you can do 100 meter intervals with short recoveries. That would be a perfect example. Maybe you start with 8 times 100, 15 seconds recovery between intervals. Then the next week is 10 times 100, again 15 second recovery and uh, then 12 times 100 again with 15 seconds recovery and finally the fourth week 8 times 150 again with 15 seconds recovery between intervals so as you notice you can't go too fast on these because then you will just blow up you want to pace them correctly and have an even pacing on the bike and run you could be doing zone free intervals in the following way first week could be two times eight minutes with four minutes recovery or and that would be active recovery, so easy jogging or easy spinning. The next week could be three times six minutes with three minute recoveries, then three times seven minutes with four minute recoveries, and then four times six minutes with three minute recoveries. And uh, you can also progress these to become more muscularly demanding in uh, nature, again, working on that muscular endurance a bit uh, extra, especially on the bike and the run. So Adding some hill work to these intervals, doing some of them uphill, is a great way to accomplish this. Just do be careful on the bike, for example, if you end up doing really steep hills with quite low cadence, that comes with an injury risk. The run is actually uphill is a great way to reduce injury risk to do uphill running in most cases, although you may be susceptible to calf injuries and ankle injuries uh, through that. But some other injuries like knees, uh, hips, etc. are uh, it's easier on the body to run uphill than on the flat. So, so there's pros and cons to both. But uh, consider adding some, at least some of these intervals to do them uphill. So once you've done this type of moderate intensity for a month or so, now it's time to start adding some high intensity. And let's, for this example, use zone 5 intervals. The duration here is much shorter, but the rest is uh, uh, much longer, and especially relative to the length of the intervals. So in my example here, the the active recovery that you do between intervals is as long as the intervals themselves, at least on the bike and the run. On the swim, it's rest recovery at the wall, but uh, still a pretty long one. So on the swim, you might be doing 50, 75 meter intervals or even 100 meter intervals, but with long recoveries. So for example, 8 times 50 meters with 45 second recoveries between the reps. 
And I won't uh, get into the progression here. You can figure it out based on the previous example. But uh, on the bike and run, we could start with five times two minutes, two minute recoveries. Then next week, four times three minutes, three minute recoveries. Then seven times two minutes, two minute recoveries. And finally, week four, five times three minutes, three minute recoveries. The most important thing to keep in mind, no matter what the interval session is, is that this is a key workout and you cannot half-ass it. You need to be working hard. And in order for you to do this, you have to be doing your easy endurance workouts easy enough. Easy workouts easy, hard workouts hard. So you need to know your training zones for this. And for that reason, I recommend that you check out that triathlon show episodes 27, 29 and 30. Uh, those are about training zones in each of the three disciplines and I'll link to them in the episode description. To summarize, with a few exceptions, after a month or so getting used to triathlon training, almost anybody should be doing intervals to speed up their fitness improvement. One interval workout per week per discipline is appropriate. And progress from longer but moderate intensity interval workouts with short recoveries to shorter lung busting type intervals with relatively long recoveries. Finally, another piece of exciting news is that I have a, a training camp coming up in the Algarve. So there will be a link in the show notes to this, or you can go to scientifictriathlon.com and click through to the training camps tab. It's under services. And uh, it's uh, a partnership with Velo Performance. So I have a local professional cyclist, Yuri, to partner up with. And uh, his girlfriend, uh, Fiona, who is a British triathlon coach, like myself. Not British, but triathlon coach, you know. So we have plenty of, uh, of uh, experience with us and people to share, making sure that the camp will be educational for you but we'll still limit the number of participants to 12 so these places are expected to go quickly so if you want to register or know more email me to michael at scientifictriathlon.com and that's michael with a k again check out all the details on uh, that uh, triathlon training camps website or web page on scientifictriathlon.com the dates of this camp is the 20th to 27th of October and uh, the cost is uh, normally 870 but uh, for podcast listeners I give a 100 euro discount in uh, within the month of July so uh, that gives you the whole camp with accommodation included uh, breakfast and dinner the whole shebang transfers from the airport the the only thing that's not included is uh, the air, the, the tickets themselves to fly to the Algarve, to Fado. But the, the whole thing is 770 euros for podcast listeners only. Any questions, email me. And thank you finally to Precision Hydration for sponsoring this episode. You can find them on precisionhydration.com. Remember to take their free online sweat test and use the promo code Show, all one word, all caps, to get your first box for free. Thank you, as always, for listening. Keep training smart and keep loving triathlon. <laughs>